I am unashamed. What about you? So we're back with uh, our good friend Larry Bowles um, to pick up on uh, where we left off on the last podcast. Um, in the overtime, uh, for those of you that uh, aren't on Blaze TV, uh, we just discussed a little more about this concept of the honors, which is where we started. Right. And uh, you said something on there interesting, and I want you to say it again uh, for, for the larger audience about, you know, we were talking about Old Testament prophecies. Right about Jesus and kind of that's, you know, how it was your starting place. But you, you mentioned something about the crucifixion. I want you to tell, tell this larger yeah, audience what you, you said, because that, that was really something I'd never thought of. Yeah. You, you, when you look at the Psalms and especially Isaiah in all of this uh, prophecy that deals with the crucifixion of Christ, uh, cursed is anyone who would hang on a tree or he was pierced for our transgressions. And just the level of detail is so incredible. But to understand that this is written... 700, even 800 years before these events even happened, when you look at world history, you have to understand that Roman crucifixion did not even exist at the time. And that brings that crucifixion into a whole new light to understand that God knows yeah. uh, what, how this is going to go down, uh, when it's going to go down, and it's going to go down exactly um, the way he says, and you were you were talking about that, Dad, in the in, in our break uh, before we came on air that the timing of it, as we mentioned oh. earlier, is so crucial right. because God decided to come when there was crucifixion right. as, a, as a point of execution exactly. because it had but already he predicted been predicted it yeah. before it was. So people who probably read that earlier thought, "What's he talking about?" Exactly yeah, when the time had fully come, God sent His Son. Mm-hmm born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights as sons. Right. What a, what a, what a read. Yeah. You should write a book on that. And that's, that's, that's yeah. I, Isaiah 7 and it's Isaiah 9. Yeah. It's just incredible. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so Larry, set it up again. So you, you have a way of teaching the deity of Christ by using your hand exactly. as an acronym. So yep. t- tell and, us that and again. This is, and then this is not original to me. This is uh, Dr. Robert Bowman wrote a book called Putting Jesus in His Place. You can find it on Amazon. I think it's in a, actually it's in a second edition uh, process right now. It's fantastic. But I just gleaned this because I needed something just really quick uh, to pour into these guys while they were in my, in my influence or in my care uh, because it's a life and death thing to be able to tell people, why do you believe that Jesus is God uh, when people are threatening their lives over this very issue, this who do you say that I am? And so this idea of this hands, you've always got your hands with you. And so the the honors that only God possesses, the attributes that only God has, um, the, the names that only God possesses. He does the deeds that only God does, and he sits in the seat that only God does. So we talked about honors a little bit, and uh, the idea that, um, that the Son has all the judgment because, this is coming out of John 5, that um, all would honor the Son in exactly the same way. So that, and so God has has forced this, that Jesus is not only the creator of all things, he is going to stand in judgment of all things. And this is what we see in Matthew 25. Right. Uh, he is sitting on his glorious throne and every person that's ever lived, he's going to be the one in judgment. Right. And so he is absolutely the creator and he is also the judge of the universe. And so all honor 
belongs to him. Only God possesses that honor. The idea of Revelation uh, 5, uh, 5 and 12 is that he is worthy of power and wealth and wisdom and glory and honor uh, and praise. Uh, the idea of worship uh, I think of Matthew uh, 14, uh, you know, they're, these are, they are, are seasoned fishermen. <laughs> they're out there and a storm comes up that is so furious. These guys have been on the sea their entire lives and it's got them just screaming and crying. They think this is yeah. it. <laughs> this yeah. is, we're, we're all going to die. Right. And Jesus stands up and says two words, peace, be still. This is the voice of the creator speaking to creation and creation responds. Right. And they're like, who is this? Going yeah. back to that Mark 8, 29, right. who do you say that I am? One lawgiver and one judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. Oh my goodness. That's exactly <laughs> what, where, what, that, what did James? you just read? That's James 4, oh, 4, James. 4 to 11. And there you're like, yeah. James brings it. It comes, it all <laughs> comes back down to him. Yeah. So Jesus says these two words, the sea goes flat and they're looking at, and it's like, who is this? And what do you see them do in this boat? Worship. They fall. They're before God. This yeah. is, this is an idea of, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm unworthy. You know, I cover my mouth. I fall before him as dead, you know, that, that we see John and doing in Revelation. And it's good that you bring that out, Larry, because, you know, we kind of give them a hard time because of the doubters and mm -hmm. all the way up until the resurrection. But there were flashes and moments throughout that three years yeah. where they saw it. And in the moment they recognized it, but right. then, you know, stuff happens just right. like with us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just thinking like, is he really? I mean, it, yeah. remember, and then you got to like think back. Remember when we were in the boat? Exactly. Remember when we, were, we worshiped him yeah. as our God? Well, I think it, something too that we miss and all, I mean, in this, because this is, I mean, one part theological, but two, when you think about it in the real world, they were in that boat. They didn't say, now, how do you, how should we worship here in this boat? <laughs> Right. Is it three songs in a prayer? What, what style or, yeah, are we going exactly. to use? I mean, yeah. what? It, when you realize who Jesus is and what that represents, and you fall in love with that, and yeah. you're awed by that, yeah. oh, you're going to worship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he waited on the storm until they were completely... Good night, save us, help us. Yeah. Fear, been... panic, Don't and chaos. Don't you care if we die? Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a world yeah. that's filled with fear, panic, and chaos because of the storms of life, when you're looking for an answer, I mean, this is a yeah. perfect illustration. Yeah. You realize who Jesus is, and there's where that peace that passes yeah. all on. You were talking about a near-death experience earlier, yeah, exactly. and that's exactly what's going on. Is this yeah. the context where he was asleep and they woke yeah. him up? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's like... You know, they're they're thinking we're gonna die, and he's just laying in there asleep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't you care if we die? Oh, like, I remember being in high yeah. school, and this is before I had had realized that I wasn't gonna be able to be a follower of Jesus quietly. But I remember there was a wreck that had happened, and three of the students had died. And yeah. look, that whole place, the whole high school, because it was you know when I was there, it, I I couldn't find anybody who who followed Jesus. It was just Vile. Yeah. But everybody was crying and everybody was praying and yeah. and I was like, What well, this has changed this this whole school. Yep. Three days later, it was like it had never happened. Right. And I remember thinking the, the the near death, it, it, it gets your attention, but unless you 
point it to something, yeah. it just goes right back. Unless you're ready to oh, surrender. Well. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and that's where Jesus is introduced. You know, and you, you mentioned they, they saw these glimpses into the life of Christ. And over and over in, in Scripture, we see that they just didn't, they couldn't understand the Scriptures. And so when Jesus is resurrected, and this is Luke 24, yep. he comes back, and what does he do? He opens their minds. Right. And this is what I was preaching on yesterday, the Second Corinthians 3, is that there's this veil. Right. And it, at some point, when we turn to Christ face to face and see that glory, and we're glowing like Moses was right. in this whole context of Exodus 33 and 34, is that that veil is taken away, and now we, yeah. And so you see all of these apostles that followed Christ witness all this, the transfiguration and all the miracles and everything else, and they still don't get it. Right. But then Jesus opens their minds to the scriptures, which is Old Testament prophecy, and they're like, wow, I think I get it now. I told you last night, uh, Larry, when we were meeting, that the Old Testament is one unlocked it for me. When I was in in seminary, you know, when I I got the grasped exactly what the Old Testament was about uh-huh. and that how it how it showed everything and what was coming. I mean, I had, I had a pretty good grasp of the New Testament at that point, the gospel right. and Jesus, but I never really saw how it spanned across time. Right. And it unlocked it for me. I mean, that it definitely yeah. lifted my veil. Exactly. And then it I got, helped me when I looked and Isaiah said in the context of what, what he's fixing to do, like a root out of dry ground. Uh, yeah. It's not supposed to be there. Right. But he, he yeah he grew up as a tender shoot yeah oh, yeah yeah and wow or Zechariah six you know yeah. it's the prophet priest and king exactly I mean couldn't happen in, under Jewish you know law and right. yet here he is yeah all three yeah you know which is powerful so all right get back so, to your thing well okay. so you have so Jesus shares the honors due to God now under that you have honor you went John five you have right. glory you went to Revelation five twelve the worship was in Matthew fourteen right and next you have prayer right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it, that's my thing. I I I always shock people cuz I'm praying to Jesus. And yeah. people are like, "You can't pray to Jesus." Yeah, yeah, I think I can. You can. Uh yeah, it says right here that, you know, that, that that you ask for anything in my name and I will do it and and the idea that Jesus is God, not God Jr. Mm-hmm. When we understand the Trinity, the triune, triunity is where we get that word. Trinity doesn't appear in Scripture. That's a word that we came up with to try to describe the indescribable. Yeah. Um, but the idea that when we understand that God is triune, that we have two advocates before the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, yep. um, and the Holy Spirit has these groans and utterances that he brings before, but what Jesus brings before the throne is what it is to be human. Mm-hmm. Right. He's been here. He, he has been tempted in all things. Right. You can't come up with something. You know, we're always trying to tell Jesus how tough we got it. In our, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> whatever you come up with, I've got a parallel. And, and he is our perfect savior. And what escapes people is that <laughs> this is, a, I'm, I'm going, watch out. Go ahead. Here we go. The ball back into play. That's all right. I'll bring you back. Is that in the incarnation, what people escapes their minds is that he did not, after he resurrected, he appears for 40 days. And he's like, touch me, feel me, put your hand right here. You got any fish? Ghosts don't eat fish. I'm, yeah. I'm, he's got a physical body. 
Correct. Okay, and then they see him physically ascend. Well, he doesn't do all of that just to get there and ditch his physical body. Correct. And he left there without a booster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But well, he, and he just did that for. So he is I mean, he, he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so what does that mean? Well, he, he sits in the seat that only God occupies. But remember, we're talking about one person with two natures. He is still a man, fully right. a man. Exactly. And that we are being transformed into his likeness. And First John 3 mm-hmm. says that when we see him, we're going to go, hey, I'm just like him. That's I don't know what yeah. we're going to be, but when we see well, him. Well, the first John 3 says we'll be made like him. Exactly. And Philippians 3, the, that Acts 1 says this same Jesus you've seen taken will right. come back. Right. The two angels said this same Jesus. Yeah. Not, not, a, right. not a different one. But and that's so why he, the Second Corinthians 5 is so powerful because Paul used the word ambassadors, uh-huh. which we talked about when we studied right. Second Corinthians. He is our first ambassador. In the heavenly realm. Exactly. I mean, he's he's he the one and only. The idea, and you know, we get this, uh, this is a big contingence point, is the first born among creation. Right. It's like, well, see, Jesus wasn't always, he was born. No, that's not what it's saying. Exactly. He's the forerunner exactly. in all of these yeah, things. Yeah, we talked yeah, we about talked that about in that. Colossians. Yeah, so, you know, we bring meanings to words. And we kind of stand and fall by our definitions of words, but when we stand back and look and understand the context of what's being spoken and look at the words being used, he has no beginning. And that's where we get into this next thing, the attributes. Hey, but, you know, before we do that, let's take a yeah, break. Okay. So, Larry, we, you talk a lot about the importance of the Internet. Mm-hmm. In in your mission work, yeah, ministry, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the issues um, with the internet is in some countries, even the U.S. You know, Biden had this infrastructure bill. Did you know, Dad, that there's a kill switch that's going to start going into cars, so the government will be able to kill your car if you're doing something out of line? I mean, I don't know what the thought process is behind it, but that shows you how intrusive government can be. And some of the things we were talking about with you, Larry, I mean. You know, this life or death mm-hmm. for a lot Absolutely. of people. And so there's a, one of our sponsors is a group called ExpressVPN. And what they do is they shield your internet activity. They're making sure other people aren't coming in to steal different things from you, identity, you know, trying to find out what you're looking at, where you're at. So their app works by rewriting 100% of your network data through their secure encrypted servers. And so whether it's a kill switch or some rogue government somewhere, we want to be protected and ExpressVPN is where you go. So check them out, expressvpn.com slash unashamed. They're going to give you three extra months for free just for being an unashamed listener. So it's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N, expressvpn.com slash unashamed. There you go. Well, a lot of people may say, because most people, they take when you when you pray, they say you pray the Father, right. the Holy Spirit intercedes in the name of Jesus. Right. But I think to your point, I mean, it's like we studied in Colossians 2, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, in which we mentioned this earlier. A lot of people, I think they're thinking too small when they ask questions like, oh, we're going to live eternally. I mean, well, what are we going to do? 
Right. You know. Like we're going to be bored. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you know when eternity you pray, seems so long. The like, father, I'm at, like I'm at the bank, you know, yeah. trying to get in the... Well, they say, well, the Father's not going to hear the prayer if you pray to Jesus, you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. look, I've had yeah. these discussions. Oh, I know. I've had I'm, these you discussions. You think I have, and I have, yeah, I get and beat so, up for this. I so, think yeah. a lot of people, they hear you say, say something, you'll pray yeah. to Jesus, and they're like, well, I don't agree with that. But right. I just. <laughs> but look, all the, the only reason thinking, that comes out of, Jace, is because when Jesus was talking to his disciples and yeah. he, he gave him this example of prayer yeah. and because he addresses the father. So therefore everybody since time has said, well, you have to pray this way. Well, but, look, when we went to school, they said, you don't pray to Jesus. You, yeah. I, yeah. I remember making a specific yeah. point. But, about. I mean, that. that's my whole point is that in Acts 1, 24, Lord, you know, everyone heart, you know, show us what they're praying yeah. to Jesus in that moment. Acts yeah. 7, Stephen's being martyred. And I see, Jesus standing right. at the right hand. He's well, this is the only place where Jesus is standing and not sitting. And so you stand he, up for Christ. He's going to stand up for you. Same with well, Paul. look, yeah. to your point, when I was confronted about this, because I can't keep my mouth shut when I don't agree with something. <laughs> I can't either. And look, that's why, here was that's my, why we get each other. I said, here's, here's, here was my statement. Yeah. I said, any philosophy that starts off with, we can't pray to Jesus, I said, I'm out on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't care what you're fixing to say. Yeah. So I try to engage many times in prayer, all three elements, because yeah. of what oh, you mentioned in Romans what 8. What I'm saying, it, yeah. in, when you understand the, the, the triune nature of God, it, 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 it expands your, your ability to pray. Yeah. Yeah. You, you understand that you are praying to the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and it, it I don't know. It I've just, asked the Holy Spirit well, so many times yeah. in prayer— you know, communicate this because right. I, I, you're wrestling, you're struggling. It's like, right. ha, help me to understand. I do it a lot when I'm oh, prepping absolutely. for lessons. Al, think show, about how show silly. Me, show, show me, me what I need to Think say. about how silly that we just spent a month talking in Colossians where he said the mystery of godliness is that Christ is in you. And then he oh, reaffirmed yeah. that in yeah. chapter three. The mind know? of Christ. Oh, yeah. fantastic. And, and, and so, so now you're saying I can't talk to the person <laughs> inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> unless I go through the right yeah. order. Yeah. In, in our English language, well, we we have a hieratical view of God. Yeah, there's God the Father, and then there's God Junior. You know, yep. it'd be Jesus, and we don't even know what. Yeah, you know, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit is a mystery, exactly. Right. And that that is what I'm saying. To understand the deity of Christ, you have to understand the nature of God as He revealed Himself. That's a great point, and which is, is hard to grasp. Yeah, but which is why He became a man. Yeah, but if you if you will embrace that idea, man. I mean, this is what you know. The, the, the people coming out of Islam, right. when they when they get it that Jesus is God, man, it's just like hit the gas. They're they're yeah. gone, and they, they have no no trouble with. But it is else. it is what we all get, yeah. you know. Right. And I think when they get to the love yeah. part, they're like, oh, this, yeah. this is all right. So we hit the right. honors. Yeah, I want to get to the attributes because this is my favorite. Yeah, section. so honors. You're talking about honor and glory and worship and prayer and praise and devotion and faith in, you know, the idea of worship. Whatever we give our attention to, and this is gazing into the face of Christ to right. see the glory of God. So He has the honors that only God has. But then there's attributes, and this is a, a word. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Things that describe you and me. So what are attributes that God has that only describe God? Well, you and I had a beginning, and we're going to have an end. Yep. <laughs> and it's, you know, about 70 years or, or so on average. 
But the idea that God, that Jesus is pre-existent, he's eternal, he's uncreated, and he's immutable. And so this is John 1, 1 through 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And, you know, he, he was with God in the beginning. Right. This is the Word became flesh um, uh, before anything was. Everything's created through him. Everything's by him. Everything's for him. Everything finds its ultimate meaning in him. He holds all things together in perfect unity. The idea that, you know, we have a, an atom here, and it's got a nucleus, and it's got these things spinning around, and that is held together with a, a precise electrical charge. If that diminishes at all, it, it, it crushes in on itself. If it expands, it flies apart. Jesus is holding all of that. You know, I mean, scientists call it the nuclear glue. Yeah. You know, it's what we're held together right. with. And, and the idea of his Jesus ceased to exist, everything in our universe would just fly apart. He is, he is in all and through all. And so, um, you know, Colossians, we, we talked about that, 119, Jesus is the fullness of God in the flesh. I love Hebrews 1 and 3. In the past, God spoke to us through these Old Testament prophets, and many times in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us in son, in person, yeah. incarnate. The word became flesh. Correct. And so this is the, the fullness, the... Uh, we only know God in the way that he reveals himself. That's right. Okay, so he's pre-existent. Uh, that's an attribute that only describes God and no one else. And then there's Which, what By I the way, the... a lot of people <clears throat> try to attribute those, some of that to Satan, but he's not. You know, no. Paul said that. He was like, yeah. God alone is immortal. Yeah. You can't say, Satan's not immortal. He was a created being just like we are. Exactly. He's from a different he's realm. he's also... Not omnipotent, no. omnipresent. Can't be no. everywhere at one time. That's not at right. All. But you can well, be and that, That's where we're going. Yeah. Plus, yeah. if you control the atomic structure of everything, there's no problem at all for Jesus to know every thought yeah. of every person. That's why throughout the oh. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but Jesus, having read their mind, said, yeah. and Jesus knowing what they had in their heart, yeah. instantaneous, worldwide, you say, whoa. Yeah. The point being, <laughs> you're not going to get by. Right. The point being is, <laughs> look, he can calm a storm and then know what you're thinking about him calming the storm. Yeah, that is correct. Which is yeah. pretty hard to wrap Before your head you around. Before you ask or imagine, he's, he's got it. Yeah. And so this this idea of the, what I call the big three, he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's omniscient. Those are three attributes that only, only define God. And Those so big ones. Om, omnipotent, having unlimited power, ability, and authority. We talked about that Daniel 7, 14, all authority is his, all glory, all sovereign power is his. Um, and in Matthew 28, after the resurrection, he's about to ascend. He says, all authority in heaven and on, on, on earth is, is mine. Right. Uh, there's nothing outside of my realm. Uh, in Colossians 1.17, he's before all things. Everything's by him and for him and through him, and he holds all things together. Uh, he's omnipresent, and I love the, the New Testament uh, places that we see that. He's present in all places at all times. There's nowhere that he is not. And this is what I'll teach my students is like, is Jesus here? They're like, yeah. Is Jesus in Iran? Yeah. Is Jesus in Afghanistan? Yeah. He's, and he's, you know, we were talking about evil a while ago. Yep. 
There's no place that he is not. He's bearing witness to the things that man does. And so even in the darkest, most evil place in the world, he is in that room. Yep. And, you know, he is he is holding out that that light that mm-hmm. come to me, all That's you right. who are weary and burdened. I'm here. Um, but in Matthew eight, he heals this centurion sons without being present. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he does it again. Uh, I think at Cana in John 4, you know, he, he heals this royal official son 50 miles away, Yeah, you know, and so if the man took him at his word, he goes back, what time was he healed? And I love the the level uh, the, of detail that we get. Yeah. Tell me yeah. what time. Well, it was about this time. Well, you know, that's just exactly that's right when he said, it. said that. That's exactly right. How is that even possible? Yeah. That's why when we <laughs> said, when he levitated on the earth and, you know, because I, I use the illustration in my speeches sometimes that you know how are we leaving the earth flying because that's the way jesus was but only saying that in that he just did that for us he didn't have to yeah he could just he could have just transported well he was was walking through walls right yeah he's bound by any kind of earthly right dynamics that we try to put him in a box on yeah and and he and it says in acts one that he when the two guys showed up, which by the way, where'd they come from? Yeah. So they showed up and then they're like, oh, he's coming back the same way, which is why he left back. He was just giving you a little visual. Right. You know, when I, when I just <laughs> flew away, yeah. I'm flying back. I'm flying back. Which shows exactly. you the other. That's aspect. why I, I said, you know, I made an illustration one time that people in the church believe in miracles when they believe that when they walk out of the church building, God no longer sees them. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, you believe in a miracle. Because they left him in that box and yeah. instructed to He's hold him He's waiting until you come yeah, back yeah. with your Bible yeah. and your sweater. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. God, you just stay here and I'll be back yeah, next they week. They worship him on <clears throat> Sunday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday. You could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. talked about that a lot. Let's, let's take another break. All right, Larry, keep going. All right. You're on a roll. And so he's he's omniscient, and that's what we're talking about, uh, all-knowing, all-perceiving. And so I, I love uh, Matthew 9, uh, you know, is this, is this paralytic, and Jesus is teaching in this room, and they let this cot down through the ceiling, you know? And here's a guy who's, it says it's because of the faith of his friends that this is going on, and everybody's watching because they want to see this healing, you know? And so Jesus makes a point here and he says son your sins are forgiven and everybody just gasps because only god can yeah. forgive sins on earth right and they're all offended and so so jesus says so you'll know that the son of man daniel seven fourteen, has the authority on earth to forgive sins take up your mat and walk you want to see a miracle there it is yeah and he did that so that we would understand that this is God in the flesh. This is such yeah. a critical moment uh, that happened uh, right there at Cain. I always so. said the only person that wasn't happy after that happened was the wife. Who, they, now she had a hole in the roof <laughs> to, to be repaired. The rain's coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you had. You have Judas as an example here too, yeah. which I think it shows you the powerful nature of God. That knowing he was going to be betrayed, he still washed his feet. Yeah. He still picked him and which was a powerful moment that God is love. I mean, he, he loves everyone despite our choices on on following him, which is hard for the world to get their head wrapped around, but that love is available. So if you 
if you're not in on it, it's not God's fault. Right. I mean, it's a powerful thought. So you're good. It's it a good is. point that he loved him right up until the moment. So, all right, do what you got to do because right. we all know this is coming. Yeah. But even in that, he, and of course, that's what I think made you just, that's what crushed him because, you know, then he runs away and exactly. winds up committing suicide yeah. because he was so crushed by the love of Jesus right. in spite of his betrayal. Well, exactly. what do people do when things go bad? They blame God. But right. I mean, yeah. there's an example. You can never blame God. He, he, his love is out there. Right. Well, yeah, and Judas is a proven example. I mean, it always interests me why he, because you're like, well, why did he choose somebody that was going to betray him? Yeah. Because it's going to happen every day until right. he every, comes back. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he died. For all of us, and all of us have betrayed him. That's yep. exactly right. He knew everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, another another idea of this omniscient uh, thing is the woman at the well, and and that was the yeah, coolest thing, is that you know come and see this guy who who told me everything that I ever did. <laughs> this woman goes from being nothing, even the other women won't talk to her. Right. You know, she's Alone. hiding out to being the the greatest and first evangelist. You know, in Samaria. That, yeah. you know, and she, I mean, in like five minutes. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. Five minutes goes by and she's like, <laughs> I, I, I need to listen to him. Yeah, exactly. And became, he just got through telling me my history. Yeah. And became a warrior. So yeah. she recognized yeah. the attributes that only belong to God. In we, we wondered when we studied Acts and we, you got over to, where was it, um, Philip that went to Samaria. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah. yeah, she laid the groundwork. We were thinking, him. I yeah. bet that woman, and and was part of that group. Had to be, you know, she had to be because because she was like, oh, let me tell you, yeah, this guy. I mean, she probably was the go to, yeah, for Samaria. She didn't, she didn't that tell thing. that story one time. That's exactly. Oh right. no, it that, that that became her her thing. So all right, names. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you have the honors, you have the attributes, and you have the names uh, that that uh, only God possesses. And so this, I talked about this Daniel seven fourteen, the son of man uh, prophecy, and, and that's exactly what Jesus is claiming every time he does that. But Matthew 7, uh, you know, people come and say, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. And, and what we're talking about is this is Jehovah. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. Lord God. This is uh, the name that they have. But Jesus has given the name above every name. Therefore, God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, mm -hmm. every tongue will confess. Knees that never meant to bow, never wanted to confess, it's going to happen, you know, and, and that's that sovereign idea that God has done this so that yeah. uh, all will honor the Son in the same way that they honored the Father. And so uh, this Isaiah uh, 7, 14, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And this goes back to this idea of messianic prophecy, is that there are very few of these signs in Scripture. There's a lot of prophecies. There's right. a lot of shadows, a lot of idioms, but there's very few signs. Right. A sign is something that is absolutely irrefutable. Yeah. So when you see a virgin give birth to a son... Everybody's pretty hip how babies are made, yep. you know? Yep. When you see that happen, you will know that this is the sovereign will of God. This is the, the prophecy coming coming into being. And nothing is impossible for exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. And so you mentioned John the Baptist earlier. And so the voice of prophecy between the Old Testament and, and the New Testament, this intertestamental period is 400 years, and it's silent. 
And so here comes John the Baptist, who has been prophesied, uh, that voice of one calling in the in the desert. He's going to make you know straight paths for the Lord. He does that, and it's because of who he is that people have to go from Jerusalem to hear what he's saying. And what he is saying mm-hmm. is the kingdom is here. That's right. And so that's where all of this kingdom language begins. And it is like, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and identifies that immediately. And it's just, it's amazing. Well, that's a good point about that sign, though, because a lot of people even today, they're looking for a sign. Mm-hmm. But it's not something you, as spectacular as when you think about this, because Isaiah seven fourteen says the Lord Himself will give you a sign. You're like, well, how? I mean, I hope I don't miss it. Right. <laughs> and He's like, a virgin will give birth to a son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't miss that. I won't miss that. <laughs> that that'll make that's the what news. I'm saying. That's a big sign. It, that can't be. That cannot be faked. Yeah. You can't fake. That. No, that's that's and crazy. So, yeah, and Gabriel said to <clears throat> to to uh, Mary. She said, how can this be? I mean, you know, right. I'm a virgin. He said, well, let me give you another one. Uh, you kin folks over there. Uh, what, <laughs> More Zach, or less. Yeah. Zachariah and Zachariah. <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah, Elizabeth said Elizabeth is six months pregnant right now, and yeah. she's barren. She was barren, but that's, yeah. that's where you're going to get John. She was like, whatever you say, let's yeah. go with it. So, so it, she was a sign, but yeah. then he pointed her to the sign that was going to point to Jesus. Right. Yep. I mean, yep. look at how that all worked yeah. out. I mean, and, you, talk and, about and the, you get to the whole prophecy in Isaiah seven fourteen, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God us. with us. The creator steps into mm. his creation. What a story. Yeah. Hey, and before so, you go, let's take another break. All right, go ahead. Yeah, and then Isaiah 9, 6, for us, uh, to us, a child is born, a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called. And so here are these names. What are they calling Jesus? Wonderful Counselor. Listen to this. Mighty God, hmm. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so when we're, we're all like, I can't get my mind around this. And, and uh, you know, in, in John 14, it's like, just show us the Father. You know, yeah. what I, that's exactly what I came to do right. is reveal God. Everybody's like, you know, what is God like? I'll tell you what God's like. He's like Jesus. Yep. There's never been a time that God was not like Jesus. He's right. always been like Jesus. Right. And so we didn't know what God was like, but now we do. Yeah. He is God. Right. It's okay to worship him. It's okay to pray to him. It's okay to run to him. Right. He is... Uh, yeah, he's God in the flesh. He's not God Jr. And that's what the I am statements. So in the book of John, you got these seven I am statements. Powerful. You talk about the the nuclear warhead to drop, you know, yeah. in, in that whole situation. You drop the words I am in in a Jewish ear. My goodness. It's it's going to be the glory of God or it's going to be the most blasphemous thing that you can hear. And it it shoves people in a corner, just like Scripture does, and it makes them choose. Mm. But what Jesus does in these I am statements, this is I could I could go on for days about this. But when Jesus says that I am the true vine, he created that vine. Mm-hmm. And the idea of abiding in that vine, this is John 15, everything that we could ever learn about a vine and the way it produces fruit. Jesus says, I am the fulfillment of that very thing. The manna, 
And so the, this manna is given. He said, no, your, your forefathers ate this manna and they died. I am the true manna that mm-hmm. comes down. And so the idea that you could not uh, store up manna, there's no Tupperware th- that would work. That's right. The Jesus that you had yesterday is worms and maggots today. That's right. You must gather him again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So come to me and take that veil off your face and look into my glory, and you're going to be transformed into my likeness. Uh, deny yourself every day. Take up that cross. Follow me. And we abide in Christ. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. All of those I am statements are saying, this is who I am. I am who I am. This goes back to Moses. I want to know your name. Mm. I'm not going to most powerful man in the world without some kind of, you know, he's going to say, who sent you? You tell him I am that I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So when Jesus drops the I am bomb, Right, it's it's just the most powerful thing. Yeah, was. same with the water. You know, yeah. the, the illustration where he talked about the water from the rock that it was Jesus. When, when Paul talked about it, yeah. same thing. He told the woman at the well, "I'm living water." I mean, yeah. you get thir- you drink water, you get thirsty again. Right. You got to drink some more. He said, "I'm li- I'm sustaining you." Right. It's it's the every time. It's the drink that never ends. It's, exactly. it's everlasting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a well that springs up from within. It's exactly. it's life from the inside out, not from the outside in. I love it. And so you have Lord God Yahweh. You know, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Um, and it, that Matthew seven thing again. Mm-hmm. Everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, is not going to enter the kingdom. Just those that you know, come to me, that know me, that do the will of my Father. He's the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. Uh, Revelation uh, 17 19, just full of this. And then, uh, you know, he's the first and the last, uh, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And Isaiah, if you go through and look at Isaiah, you see God speaking of himself, saying, no, I am the first, I'm the last. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus is using those very same things uh, in Revelation 1, uh, verse 7 and 8. Uh, he's doing that. He does it again in 17 and 18, chapter 2, and then in 22. Uh, and the idea of Alpha and Omega, this is a big thing uh, in, in Greece when we're there because you have Apollo. Uh, so you go to Corinth and you're standing at Apollo's temple. Yeah. And the idea of that Greek God is that he was half man and half God. Mm. And he had no beginning and he had no end. And Jesus is like, no, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Nice try. I mean, it, it, we, we've run past those ideas and it's just, yeah. it's crazy. And I've talked about the seven stars, you know, of Asia in my hand and that coin. And Domitian had this coin minted with seven stars of Asia. And Jesus is like, no, I'm the one who holds the seven stars in my hand. Yeah. So he's, he's confronting false gods just the way that he did. Uh, with with Pharaoh in Egypt, you know those first five plagues all dealt with the the false gods of Egypt. That's right. And yeah. then the bottom five all dealt with Pharaoh. Right. You know. Right. And there was a big shift in there. It's like, okay, you want to play? Well, let's play. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he has the honors that only are due to God. The attributes that only God has. He has the names that only God possesses. And this is the this is the big one. Uh, this I don't even know. How many references I have on this, but uh, the deeds that only God does. And so, um, you know, when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, he says, Scripture cannot be set aside. 
And you remember John the Baptist, he's in, in Herod's prison. He's about to be beheaded, and he's having this big doubt storm. <laughs> and it's like, hey, guys, come here. I need you to go ask Jesus a question. All right. Are you the one? Or do we need to be looking for somebody else? So they come and find Jesus, and Jesus tells him what? You go back and tell John, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, and the dead are raised to life. Yeah, I think that last one really got his attention. (laughs) If you're in prison, knowing you're going to die, yeah, like, are you sure? And so Jesus says, if you don't believe me, at least believe the evidence of the miracles. Yeah, that's right. The miracles were never the point. Right. The miracles testified to who Jesus, to Jesus. Was. But and if so, you put pieces together, if he's like, if he can calm a storm, if right. he could heal a body, right. if he could raise a dead person, well, I, if I'm with him, I'm going to be okay no I'm, matter what I'm, happens. I'm good to go. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's still like my, my stand on Revelation. You know, out of the text, you can make a premillennial case. You can make a all-millennial case yep, or a yep. pan-millennial. I'm, I'm, I'm a pan-millennialist. And people are like, I've never sure heard what of that. What is that? If I got Jesus' name on my forehead, it's all going to pan out. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, that's dumb. That's dumb theology. No, yeah. that's really good theology no, when I'm you think you. about it. Uh, I, don't, I think I'm a family. Yeah, I may join I you. that way. <laughs> Hang on, let's take another break. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> we only appreciate that if you know that, because people have that. They stick whatever to millennial. Yeah. They're like, which one are you? I mean, Zach does that all the time. He goes through about 10 things, and he's like, now, which one are you? I'm yeah, like, that, I don't use those terms. But that next was time a thing he says I, that. that didn't work. American idioms don't translate yeah. into Farsi. And I'm yeah. like, I so I had to explain Panning for gold. Oh, no. 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 And Javad is like, oh, Larry, come on. Stop it. That's that's why I struggle (laughs) in other countries because I'm so – that's my style here is to, like, say things like that. Everybody laughs. laughs, But over there, they're just looking at you like – No, you just can't Uh, joke. Well, I told you why I didn't say any when I gave that speech is because when I – because we have Karina from Nicaragua, and every time I said an idiom, which was every other sentence <laughs> right? in yeah. my life, yeah. I didn't realize how, how you speak. I was yeah. an idiom speaker. Yeah. That she was always it's better like, being an idiot speaker. She, she just didn't know what I was talking about. So I've actually, you know, through the years, yeah. I've learned because I didn't want to mess her up. I care right. about the right. English she's speaking. Uh, yeah. Ever since I told her. That the slow jelly, I said, this is slow jelly. Well, she yeah. thought that's how you say it. I was, <laughs> I was making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. So well, she even, would say slow. So she was telling people at her university, <laughs> she said, have you ever had slow <laughs> jelly? And they kept saying, why do you keep doing that? And she's like, that's how you pronounce it in English. Lost in translation. There's lots of O's in there. And she said, look, everybody's looking at me weird every time I do that. I was like, I'm so sorry. Because that was a joke. And yeah. she's like, oh, no. Because she thought <laughs> oh, she looked like an idiot. All right, keep going. Yeah, later. so we're talking about deeds. And so, yeah, believe the evidence. The point of the miracles was to point to his deity. That's the whole point. And so he creates all things and he sustains all things. Yep. Through him, all things were made. And nothing that, that we can come up with was made apart from him. Right. He made everything. He is the agent of creation. Right. 
which is hard to get your mind around. Um, and so through him, all things are created. But he is sovereignly, sovereignly ruling over the forces of nature. So we're back to this boat in the storm, yeah. you know, right. and he speaks. How did, how did Jesus do miracles? He spoke. And creation responds. Yeah. And so he, he speaks to blind eyes. He speaks to Lazarus in the tomb. Lazarus, come out. He speaks and water becomes wine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and yeah. how did he walk on water? He walks up to the water, and the water looks up and goes, oh, we know you. <laughs> you made us. Yeah. And look, just jump on will, our back. We'll go will, in wherever They will are. run by throngs. will run because it's so great what he made creator of all things instead of worshiping the one who created all things they worship what was created exactly it's, exactly it's a big problem in america right and, now and it is too and and we're all about you know jesus and and the holy spirit and and do but do we love the gifts instead of the giver That's oh right. yeah is jesus enough or is it jesus plus this, Jesus they exchange the truth of God right. for a lie. They, yeah. they, they worship certain I, I've, I've said that a hundred times. Animals, when when people say, if I could just see a miracle, and I was like, but you have Jesus. Yeah. He's better than the yeah. miracle. He, yeah. he, He's he the works reason. miracles. He's yeah. the reason for the miracle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. So uh, he speaks with divine authority, and so here he is. Uh, you know, And every time, this is a cool thing that happens in Scripture. Seventy-four times Jesus uses this, verily, verily, I say unto thee, or yeah. in, in, in uh, the Farsi versions, it's amin, amin. And what, it, that's a, a Greek equivalent to the Hebrew idea that the Lord your God says. And we run right past that. Yeah. We don't really realize what, what he's actually saying yeah. in that moment. So he's God. speaking with divine authority. Salvation, uh, there's no other name given under heaven, you know. And the very name of Jesus, Matthew one twenty one, his name means God's salvation. Right. Uh, his name shall be Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So he does the the deeds that, that only God does in forgiving sins. So we're back to that Matthew 9, so that mm. you will know that God has authority to forgive sins. The Son of Man has the authority to give well, can you, sins. Couldn't you add in here that he's sinless? I mean... Oh, you could add... Yeah, yeah you could yeah, add a lot This of, is not a definitive list of yeah, anything. I, I just, just... That popped into my head. You know, so many hours in a day. Not only does he... <laughs> Basically talking about the deeds of Christ, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. when you think about his deeds, his lack of committing a sin is yeah. pretty... Exactly. Which, by the way, that's the that's the arch point for the point you made earlier, which is really good, that he has two natures. Yeah. And that's the thing that's common to both. Yeah. No, no sin. Exactly. He yeah. was tempted in all things exactly. and yet did not sin. So that's so. the case where in divine nature or human nature, it didn't matter. He was sinless. Yeah. Always because remember he that. had to be. But remember that John eight forty six when he said that, it always stuck out to me when he said, can any of you prove me guilty of sin? Well, mm -hmm. that's something that no other adult could ever say. Right. You could yeah. never say, because somebody could say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee you. Yeah. Remember that time when... But I mean that that was what the Pharisees were trying to do. They were trying to exactly. trap him in his words and they couldn't get it done. And they sent expert after expert after expert and they couldn't prove anything on him. Yeah. They couldn't find a sin. Don't you think though, Larry, that the, that's the definitive to me, the as a as a follower of Jesus, uh -huh. the most definitive difference between us and people that don't know Jesus 
is that one. Yeah. Forgiving other people. Exactly. I mean, he forgave us. That's why I kept saying, as the Father's forgiven you, forgive other people. Right. I think that's the, and I'm sure you see this, you, you mentioned a minute ago, that you, there's no words of atonement or probably even forgiveness right. in Islamic faith that these people you're meeting, this right. is a whole new idea. It is. It, the mean, idea that not only can you be forgiven of your sins, but you can forgive other people. Exactly. exactly. I mean, let's that's at least, the difference. <laughs> that let's, is, let's at least introduce our last Yeah, one just read those, idea. and then we're going to flesh them out in the overtime. All right, yeah. The so seat. The, the seat, uh, you know, he has given the highest possible throne. And this is Revelation 3.21, and it just, I get chills every time I read this. Uh, he says, to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Uh, and then he goes right in to this glimpse into the throne room of God. This is chapter 4 and verse Revelation. And he says, there is this throne, and there's the lamb in the center of the throne bearing the marks of death. And he says that, that, that the ground is shaking and that there's just peals of lightning and these huge columns of fire and the sea of glass and everything and and just this glory of going on and holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And he says, I'm going to let you sit with me yeah. in that environment wow. to those that overcome. And we're like, we were talking about heaven a while ago. People were like, oh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jesus why he made the pit in an avocado so big. I'm like, you're not either. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing. You're not going to ask any of that. What you're no, going to do is just follow him around with your mouth open so you can walk, you know? So, and be able uh, to see all things. I want to read these last ones, and we're going to flip. My, does my dog get to go with me? Yeah, today? do we? I mean, all the stupid things we think. So uh, I'm just going to read these, okay. and then we're going to flesh them out on the other side in the overtime, okay. claiming to be equal to God. These are the, the seat. This yeah. is Jesus says, claiming to be equal to God, ruling over all things and ruling forever, Amen. which are so powerful. Yeah. Um, man, I, I think we could, we should have had about eight podcasts. I, that's right? why I, I say I so teach fast. this over about 10 hours, but the idea that hands, somebody asks you, man, he's got the honors that only God has. He has the attributes that only God possesses, the names that only God has. He does the deeds that only God can do, and he sits in the seat that only God can occupy, all from Scripture. Boom, 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 boom. Now, I'll mention two things, and I meant to do this on the last podcast and didn't. So OneKingdom.org is our mission website. We're a lot of guys like you that we are all over the world that are our ambassadors. Amazing. And then what's your website in case somebody wants to? Acrocenter.org. Acrocenter.org. If you want to... Uh, uh, help these guys in their mission effort as well. What a blessing to have you oh, on the podcast. We're, we're going to flesh out a little more on that seat in the overtime. So okay. if you want to cross over, that's uh, blazetv.com slash unashamed. We're going to talk a little more about that uh, seat of God. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.